Hey, it's Addie and Ella, and you're listening to the Not Me But You podcast. Together we pray that in this episode, the message of the gospel would be clear, that it's not us, but him. It's not me, but you. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. Today, we are doing part one of our Good Friday because after going through the whole process of just everything that went on like in this day leading up to Jesus's death, there is a lot. So we are breaking it down for a part one and part two, which actually works out because it fits in our whole timeline we have going on here. So part one of Good Friday. Yeah. Or else you would have to listen to me and Ella talk for like two hours on this and we figured that's probably not worth your time or our time so we're like let's break it down and there's six weeks in lent so if we get two episodes yeah it Mm -hmm. just works out so Mm -hmm. yeah and it helps us to be less overwhelmed because we get get overwhelmed with things like yeah so (laughs) today we are going to basically go through luke 22 verses 39 all the way to 65 but we're breaking it down into three main parts, um, which is the prayer on Mount of Olives, Jesus's arrest, and then Peter denying Jesus. So we're really not getting into like his trial or his death or any of that yet, which will be next week. But that's kind of how we broke up this episode. Yes. Yeah. So the first one is um, Jesus praying on the Mount of Olives, and that's found in Luke chapter 22, verses 39 through 46. So we decided since we're breaking them up into a little bit shorter chunks that you guys could bear to listen to us or read the verses <laughs> and wouldn't like be bored to death. Yeah. So basically, if you're driving in a car, you're welcome because you don't have to read them yourself and get in a car accident. We're not liable. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're just going to do Luke 22 verses 39 through 46. So this says, Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, Pray that you will not fall into temptation. He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down, and prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. When he rose from prayer, he went back to the disciples. He found them asleep, exhausted from sorrow. Why are you sleeping? He asked them. Get up and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. Yes. So this passage starts off in verse 39 with Jesus um, going to the Mount of Olives. And as I was reading a couple commentaries on this, it was talking about how in Luke 21, so just a chapter before this, right at the end of it, in verse 37, it says, each day Jesus was teaching at the temple and each evening he went out to spend the night on the hill called the Mount of Olives. And it says in verse 39 that this was like his custom. And so in our notes, I like wrote, um, like, Jesus went and slept on the Mount of Olives every night this week. And Ella was like, how did we know he slept there? <laughs> and I was like, I don't I just know. That's what I inferred from um, where it says, each night Jesus went to spend the night on the hill called the Mount of Olives. <laughs> so anyway, we don't know See, Jesus. See, I told Addie, I was like, he could have been praying on the hill all night. 
Yeah. You don't know he was sleeping there. Yeah. So either way, we don't know if Jesus was sleeping or praying on the hill the whole time this week, but we know that in this particular instance, he was going to the Mount of Olives to pray, to come Mm -hmm. before the Lord. Mm -hmm. But it also says in here that this was custom. So we see that, like I said, back in Luke 21. So this was somewhere like he regular, regularly went. Mm -hmm. Like to me, I see it as like his special place that he like would go and pray. Which... Like, the spending the night there does make sense because we are told, like, the Son of Man had no place to lay his head. Jesus Mm -hmm. did not have a home. Yeah. So, it makes sense. But I was just being difficult when I was like, how do you know he slept there? (laughs) Yeah. Either way, it was custom for Jesus to go to this Mount of Olives to spend time there. And so, like we saw in this passage, um, he went there and then he looks at his disciples and he's like hey pray that you guys do not fall into temptation because like jesus knew that there was going to be so much temptation Mm -hmm. on these disciples which we will see later when we read about peter betraying jesus but then anyway he goes away and they say in this um, passage that he is about a stone throw away and most people think like hey a disciple was probably writing this because not many people would say like your stone throw away unless you were there. Like, Yeah, I think um, Jesus's time he spends like praying here is definitely talked about a lot and just it just shows like how dire this situation was that he was in. Like Jesus knew how difficult things were going to be. Like it says he was sweating blood and um, he was crying out to God, you know, if there's any way like this doesn't have to go down like take this cup of suffering away from me because when Jesus was on the cross he drank the cup of God's wrath like he took on God's wrath for us so we don't have to take that if we accept him as our Lord and Savior but um obviously in verse 42 Jesus says nevertheless not my will but yours be done and so I think this is just really important verse and passage to look at and just really take Jesus' ex- Jesus's example to heart of just, okay, God, not my will, yours be done. Even if it's difficult situation and you don't know what's going on, like put God's will in front of your own. Mm-hmm. And we see too later in verse 43, it says, and an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. So like Jesus praying like, God, take this from me, like, Mm -hmm. if you can, but, like, if not, I understand, like, Mm -hmm. it's your will be done, and in this, like, God didn't take that suffering away from him, Jesus still, like, willingly died on the cross, but God did send an angel to strengthen him, like, Mm -hmm. we see that in verse 43, an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him, so it's kind of like, when we take that into our own life, it can look like, like, hey, I'm praying for something, it may not look like God just making that thing magically like go away or that hardship or that problem, but it may look like God giving me the strength to get through Mm -hmm. it. And that's what God did here. He was carrying out his will, but he was strengthening Jesus. Hey, I know this is hard, but like I will be done. Mm -hmm. And like here, I'm going to strengthen you and help you get through that. Mm -hmm. And like, that's just the grace that God gives us. Yeah. And we know for sure that God will always help us through that stuff because God's grace is sufficient. He will help us through every trial, everything we go through in life. Um, 
But we also thought it was really interesting when we were studying for this. In verse 45, um, the disciples had fallen asleep. And Jesus said when, or verse 45 says, when he rose from prayer and went back to the disciples, he found them asleep, exhausted from sorrow. And Hattie and I had both always been under the assumption that, like, the disciples, they just messed up and fell asleep. Mm -hmm. Like, bad call, whatever. But it says that they were exhausted from sorrow. And so we just thought that was really interesting because we never took it that way. Like, Jesus was upset, you know, there's a lot going on. And, like, the disciples were obviously upset. They were just told that he was going to die. Like, there's a lot going on, you know, at the um, Last Supper. But instead of going to God in prayer, the disciples fell asleep. Yeah, like, they got overwhelmed and exhausted and went to bed. Yeah, they just couldn't handle it. Which Addie and I were talking and like, obviously never underestimate the power of a good night's sleep. Like there are things that we will be upset about. There's things we're going through, but you just can't think straight when you're not sleeping. Like, obviously. Ask Ella, she works a night shift. <laughs> <laughs> I used to, it messes you up. But anyways, um, <laughs> What we're saying is, like, just pay attention to when there are things going on in your life, there's something upsetting you, and what are you doing instead of praying? It might not be just, like, collapsing from, like, exhaustion and And sleeping. sleeping. Like, sleeping is good, but there's other things that distract us from going to God in prayer, and we can just worry and worry and worry about what's going on and not even pray about it because we're just so worried about it you know yeah yeah and in the like very next verse like jesus says get up and pray so that you may not fall into temptation he was like dude like you may think you need sleep now but like jesus knew it was coming he's like mm-hmm. one of you is gonna deny me like get up so you do not fall on temptation words so that you do not fall into temptation like get up and pray so yeah just highlighting like the importance of coming to god with mm-hmm. the big stuff yeah mm-hmm. and the exactly. small stuff coming to god with all the stuff yeah yeah definitely yeah so there's definitely like i know Addie and i can relate and i'm sure most of you can relate like there definitely comes times in our lives when we have to choose between god's will and our own will and that's not always like some big decision some big monumental thing going on in your life some days it's just denying yourself and not sinning not picking up your phone, not like doing certain things that you know will cause you to stumble into sin. Just putting God's will before your own because we know that God's will is for us to be more and more like him and to be righteous and holy. And so Jesus's choice here of taking on God's will and drinking his cup of wrath displays his level of commitment and obedience to God um, and the true condition of his heart, because that is truly something that we, we can't even comprehend that level of obedience. Yeah. And I think number two, it's important to note here that like, God isn't saying like, you can't pray for the hard stuff to be taken away. Mm -hmm. He isn't just saying, oh, you have to, you know, submit to my will and you can never ask for it to like be changed Mm -hmm. at all. It's like, no, you can ask and pray like, Lord, take this cancer from my friend. That's a solid prayer. You Uh can pray and ask God that, but it's also like, Lord, take this cancer from my friend. And if not, like, I understand that if it is your will that, you know, X, Y, Z happens to her, 
I understand that. And I understand that like you have a greater purpose in it and I would rather your will be done than mm-hmm. anything else. Yeah. And so like, I think it's important to note that too. Like it's not, you know, that yeah. willy nilly, you can't pray right. for it, right. but like can, it is accepting that yeah. God's will is better. Yeah. You can ask for specific things. You just have to keep open hands. Exactly. Yes. The open hand model of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So that is pretty much, um, all we have for, um, the Mount of Olives section. So the next part we want to go through is Luke 22 verses 47 through 53. And this is Jesus's arrest. Yes. I will go ahead and read that one. Okay. So starting in verse 47, it says, while he was still speaking, oops, I was going to say sleeping. (laughs) The disciples were sleeping, but yeah. Jesus wasn't. He was speaking. <laughs> anyway, starting in verse 47, it says, While he was still speaking, a crowd came up, and the man who was called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He approached Jesus to kiss him, but Jesus asked him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? When Jesus' followers saw what was going to happen, they said, Lord, should we strike him with our sword? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his right ear. But Jesus answered, No more of this. And he touched the man's ear and healed him. Then Jesus said to the chief priests, the officers of the temple guard, and the elders who had who had come for him, Am I leading a rebellion that you have come with swords and clubs? Every day I was with you in the temple courts, and you did not lay a hand on me. But this is your hour when darkness reigns. Yeah, so we see here um, Judas's betrayal that had been predicted um, finally comes to light. Um, and so Jesus... Judas betrays Jesus um, with a kiss on the cheek. And so this was like his sign to the guards that like, this is Jesus, like arrest this guy. And so he came up to Jesus and gave him away to the guards through that, which is kind of crazy to me because like, this is like an act of friendship and love and Judas like hands him over to death Mm -hmm. and it's this action. Yeah. It's crazy how Jesus saw obviously right through it. Like He's a son of God, but mm-hmm. he was like, oh, yep. Nice warm kiss. Judas really appreciate that one. Like, are you really betraying me with this? Like, come on, bro. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Just crazy for me to think that through. And I don't know. This is where my brain goes when I read this. I was like, was Jesus like just a very common looking dude? Like, if they all hated him so much, how did we have to walk up to a group of them and be like, I'm going to kiss him and then you'll know it's the guy. Like, I don't know. I just feel like if you really hate someone, you know what they look like. <laughs> Odd Addie thought. I have no idea if there's significance or anything in that, but it, I don't know. Well, I feel like, and it's not like there's social media to like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Did you see that? Jesus just healed me. Yeah. Check it out. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyways. Yeah. And I think it's crazy to me too that Jesus was being arrested by someone he loved, by someone who was disciple, who had followed him um, for like his time in ministry. And he still demanded the disciples, like the rest of the disciples Mm -hmm. who were on his side, like, don't hurt him. Mm -hmm. Like, I know they're coming here to hurt me. I know they're trying to kill me, but like, don't do it. Yeah, yeah. Because Peter like drew his sword and cut off the soldier's ear and Jesus picked it up and healed it, you right. know? Like, wouldn't the soldier be like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Still arrest him? You know? Right. Like, thank you. Uh, I'm going to kill you now. <laughs> Thanks for my ear back, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely yeah. just crazy. Like, Jesus just got done, like, praying so 
fervently and um, just in this very troubling time. There's clearly a lot of spiritual warfare going on right now. And he just gets up and is like, okay, yep. my hour has come. Let's right. Let's get this show on the road. Like, Yeah, how much humility and just like, okay, God, like mm-hmm. I'm submitting to your will here because, I don't know, if someone came ready to fight me, I wouldn't just be like, nope, I'm not fighting mm-hmm. back. Like, I'm just willingly yeah. going to go through yeah. with this. Yeah, and Jesus, like, clearly had open hands with this because he says in verse 53, like, every day I was with you guys, but this is your hour. This is your hour when darkness reigns. Mm-hmm. And so he could have stopped all of this. Like, we know Jesus was fully God and fully man, but he just said, okay, this is your hour. Right. And I'm going to let it happen. Right. He was fully submitting, right, under mm-hmm. God's will. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah. 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 So the next section we're going to talk about is verses 54 through 65, and this is Peter's betrayal of Jesus. So I will read that, and this says, Then seizing him, they led him away and took him into the house of the high priest. Peter followed at a distance, and when some there had kindled a fire in the middle of the con- courtyard and had sat down together peter sat down with them a servant girl saw him seated there in the firelight she looked closely at him and said this man was with him but he denied it woman i do not know him he said a little later someone else saw him and said you are also one of them man i am not peter replied about an hour later another asserted certainly this fellow was with him for he is a galilean Peter replied, man, I don't know what you're talking about. Just as he was speaking, the rooster crowed. The Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word the Lord had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows today, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Yeah, one of the first things that stuck out to me actually in the first verse that Ella just read. So in verse 54, um, it says in there that Peter followed at a distance. And it's interesting because Peter was probably, well, well we know he was in that crowd that was just standing up, like ready mm-hmm. to cut the guy's ear off, ready to fight him. And then all of a sudden, like Jesus is captured and he's like, I'm going to follow at a right. distance. And even the day before, like at the last supper, Jesus told Peter, you will deny me three times. And Peter's like, no, Lord, like I will follow you to death. Like that will never happen. Mm-hmm. But here it is, you know, just as Jesus predicted. And we see, like, when Jesus on the Mount of Olives, he's like, pray that you do not fall into temptation. Mm -hmm. And Peter, clearly here in this passage, is falling into temptation. Mm -hmm. He is denying Jesus not once, not twice, but three times. And it's crazy because he followed at a distance. He did not want to have a clear association with Jesus. Like, he's already, like, starting this Mm -hmm. denial process practically. Mm -hmm. Um. And I don't know, it makes me think about like, how often do we do this? Like, how often does someone say something? And I know like it goes against what I believe, but I'm not bold enough to like stand up for that. Mm -hmm. I'm not bold enough to like say something in that moment. I'm like, I'm going to follow Jesus at a distance right Mm -hmm. now. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh yeah, buddy, buddy, right up to him. I'd rather stand back. Right. Sometimes it's so much easier to just slip into the crowd. Right. Right. And not take ownership that like, I know that guy like, that's my king. That's my savior. Mm-hmm. Like that's who I follow. So anyway, I found that like particular part of like Peter following at a distance. I just think it shows like his heart posture was already kind of there. Yeah. Like before he even denied him out of his mouth, he was 
slinking back like Mm -hmm. hey I don't want to be associated with this guy like bad things are going to happen I'm not sure I want one in on this right which and we don't know at this point if Peter was truly converted or not like if he was like truly convinced of Jesus being Messiah there's like a lot of different things I've read on like when his official conversion happened he might have already been fully a Christian at this point he might not have been but regardless like like Addie said, there's times in our lives where we might turn from God, we might go through, it doesn't look the same, obviously, as Peter's situation here, but like, we might not own up to what we believe in. We might go through a period of habitual sin, unrepentant sin. Like, there's a lot of different things we can go through in our lives as Christians already, but that doesn't mean we're not saved necessarily. Um, And like, obviously, when we go through um, those things, like, God wants us to turn back to him as soon as we can, like, as soon as our eyes are opened, and our heart realizes the wrong we've done, we need to turn back to him right away, right, and too, I think that's something that, like, we can debate that all the time, of, like, when Peter, you know, came to truly believe, but it's something we'll never know, like, that's between, like, him and God, like, Mm -hmm. God sees our heart, God knows, and, like, that's the same with us, too, Mm -hmm. like, I can't see through someone and be like, they're not a believer, like, that is something between, like, the Lord and them. Right, and obviously, like, our actions should reflect our salvation, but we mess up, we mess up, (laughs) yeah, so it's not always going to be perfect. Right, right, and I love how Peter, he denies Jesus once, he denies Peter, or Peter, he denies Jesus twice, and then he denies them a third time, So then in verse 61, right after the rooster crows, it says, the Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord that had been spoken to him. I just can't imagine like that look, like just you say that and then Jesus just turns and looks at you and you're like, oh my Mm -hmm. gosh, he told this what he said this would happen. I was like, no, no. I will not fall into temptation. I got this. Mm-hmm. And then I wonder if he's like flashing back to in the garden where Jesus is like, pray that you do not be tempted. It's like, oh yeah, fell asleep there. Like, mm-hmm. And like a lot of times we don't realize what we're doing until like God reveals it to us, whether it's through his word, through another person in our life, through church, or there's a lot of different ways God speaks to us. But like, we don't always realize what we're doing. And like, we might know like it's wrong but we don't, it hasn't really cut to our heart yet until like God speaks to us and he calls us out and it's like, oh my goodness. Like, like oh no. Dang. Yeah. I done messed up. <laughs> and the crazy part about this too, as I was reading about this, um, they were saying like whatever the Greek or Hebrew word, it's really referring to like how Jesus looked at him in love. Like, mm. so Jesus looked at Peter in love even after he denied him three times Mm -hmm. like peter or jesus was just like i still love you bro like Mm -hmm. i know like i knew this would happen it's okay yeah like and that's just like the grace of god like we can mess up over and over and over again and if we are truly in christ and christ is like our savior it'll be okay yeah like we're saved we're forgiven it's amazing right and i think we just we don't realize that Mm -hmm. Definitely. We don't sit and dwell on that and think about that. Yeah, it's such a special thing. We do not we do not even realize how fortunate we are to be Christians. Um, but yeah, that is basically what we have for you guys with our part one of Good Friday, um, just going through 
all these events leading up to Jesus's trial and crucifixion, it's just, it's crazy to me, like, just how so much was going on in such a short span of time. Mm -hmm. Like, you have the Last Supper, and there's a lot going on there. We have um, Good Friday, and there's just so much going on in this one night. It's just, it blows our minds how much... And later, we'll learn, too, that, like, they're holding a trial this night, too, for Mm -hmm. Jesus's, like, yeah, conviction. So it's crazy. I actually argued with, not argued, with Ella before this. I was like, how do we know that the Mount of Olives didn't technically happen on Thursday? I was like, what if it was, like, after midnight? She's like, stop. (laughs) It could have. It could (laughs) have. But we're not going to get into that. Right. Yeah. A lot happened on Friday, a.k.a., but, yes. But like Ella said, Thanks once again for listening to another episode. And like we said, our next week's episode, we will dive into, like, we're still on Good Friday. We're just going to, like, pick up on the trial of Mm -hmm. Jesus and his crucifixion. So getting closer to Easter. We're getting close to the exciting part. We're just in the not so happy (laughs) part right now. This is still exciting, though. It's exciting, but it's kind of (laughs) sad. Yeah. 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 It's anyway. not going to get better till we hit Easter, so <laughs> stay with us. <laughs> yeah, that's how we're keeping people listening. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Oh, hey, you're still here. While you're still here, just one more thing. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook by searching Not Me But You Productions. And make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcast. Thanks again for listening.